Okay, welcome back to Drop a Jewel with Malika. This is a special follow-up segment with Jamal Brathway to our second, um, well, our third podcast episode, where Jamal Brathway talks about his candidacy for Brockton City Council at large. Um, so today we're just going to talk about a little of the things that's been going on since his candidacy uh, run um, was initiated, but also there's an uh, event coming up this weekend in Brockton um, hosted by the NAACP where many candidates will be there, um, I guess for some questions and answers, but also it's a get to know event. So um, Jamal has some interesting news and details to tell us about this event and some updates about his run for candidacy. So welcome back Jamal. Thank you. Thank you so much for hosting me on your show. Um, sure. Yep. So it's uh, it's been a great summer. Uh, today is August 24, 2023. And um, we only have so many days left of summer. So we got to make the most of the days we have now. Um, yeah. I've been spending my summer just knocking on doors, trying to meet as many residents in Brockton as possible. My goal is to be a listener. I want to be known as Jamal the listener. Okay. <laughs> because I'm trying to listen to what residents want to see achieved here in the city of Brockton. And uh, this Saturday is an opportunity for residents to get to know candidates running for city office better. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, uh, due to the um, the NAACP, the Brockton area NAACP will be hosting a Meet the Candidates Forum uh, mm -hmm. from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday, August 26th at West Middle School, located at 271 West Street in Brockton, Massachusetts. From 1 p.m. to 1.45 p.m. will be an informal uh, um, meet, meet and greet opportunity uh, mm -hmm. where refreshments will be provided and people can meet candidates one-on-one -on -one and ask them, talk to them about and talk to them and ask them anything they want. Um, and then after the period of 1.15 p.m. till 4 o'clock will be a more formalized um, opportunity to uh, observe how the NAACP uh, gives candidates an opportunity to speak, uh, to talk about their platform, as well as to ask them questions that are topics of interest. Well, this sounds a little juicy, <laughs> that first hour. But this is also, um, it sounds like it's going to be um, a nice little event. But why do you think this is important? Because I really haven't heard of any events like this before. Um, <laughs> is this a typical event to have? Yeah, so every yeah, well, for, first, this is a very important event. It's an important event because here in the city of Brockton, there aren't many opportunities for the general public to really get to know candidates or topics involved with city government if, if, if residents are not taking the initiative to go learn this information on their own. Oftentimes in Brockton, residents will wait to see something published in the Enterprise newspaper. Um, some candidates get a little bit more active and they're involved in Facebook. Um, uh, group pages where their theme is Brockton. And mm -hmm. so that, but once again, that's a very small percentage of the Brockton uh, population that does engage on that kind of platform. Yeah. Um, and so this is one of the few opportunities that residents have to really meet candidates and collectively in one central location and to try and engage with them. Uh, this is uh, an event that's hosted every year by the NAACP in Brockton. Uh, that there's an election taking place. And so the NAACP is is one organization that makes it a point to stay involved in the um, 
campaign from the point of uh, the view of just being unbiased and giving a platform for candidates to speak and engage with the public. So it's one that you want to attend if you are a candidate in the city of Brockton. Okay, well, I think this is a good thing. I was thinking about um, our last episode that we did together, and you talked about how you wanted to beautify the city and how important that was. And I, and I really felt that because there's a lot of work here to be done in, in Brockton. There's a lot of beautiful people here, and Brockton is wide open for business and for people to come live. This is a, this is a beautiful city, but unfortunately, I was thinking about, I was scrolling through my phone, and I seen this article about Brockton being rated as one of the most ugly cities or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, Jamal is right on, right on time with this one. Yeah. Right on, and it hurt my, it broke my heart to see it, but I was also like, it's the reality of like how other people see our city or how mm-hmm. we're rated. And I don't know how those things are determined, right? That can be many different factors. But I think the more important point is that you recognize how much and how important mm-hmm. it is to beautify our city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now, so um, I cannot give any merit to the basis for how they came with that designation or that description. Uh, yeah. But one thing I do observe is that every year there's always some type of publication that ranks Brockton as having the worst city infrastructure than any other city in the state of Massachusetts. And whether that factually is true or not um, is not the point. The point is that we need to improve our city. And I'm running for elected office in Brockton because I wanna see that Brockton has the best roadways, Brockton has the best schools, Brockton has safe streets, and that Brockton adopts a more fair and equitable property tax system that can be a template for making housing more affordable, not just in in Brockton, but also in a template for the rest of the state of Massachusetts. Um, There's another reference called the Massachusetts Home Protection Act, which is a bill that I authored and got filed in the state house and the Senate this year and is up for consideration. Um, And so that's really the proposal I'm speaking to, which hopefully I'll be able to share more with more Rocktonians as time progresses. But um, back to the beautification of our city, uh, it really starts with the improvement of, of our roadways, our sidewalks, and our crosswalks. I feel that by having beautiful quality roadways, that mm-hmm. it will increase the quality of life for residents. Mm-hmm. It will improve increase uh, investments from businesses that want to open up in Brockton, and will add value for visitors who come to Brockton and I want their first impression to say, wow, Brockton's got some really nice roads. And hopefully that will motivate them to want to come back to Brockton, as well as because of the unique character of our community. So for me, Mm -hmm. improving Brockton roadways is paramount, important, and is something that's also a time-sensitive opportunity where we have something called the U.S. Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act, uh, which was implemented in 2022 and brought $9.5 billion to Massachusetts. And it's important here in Brockton that we fight for our fair share of those monies in order yes. to improve our infrastructure so that we can have w- w- one of the most beautiful cities in Massachusetts. All right, so there you go. Whoever printed that article, we're coming. <laughs> Brockton is getting back on the map. And hopefully with you know um, your leadership and guidance and, and winning the 
candidacy for a city um, councilor at large in Brockton, that this will occur. Um, but I want to ask you too, what's your thoughts on, I read something and I keep reading things, so don't, don't but um, I read something that said that the city was looking to purchase um, the Brockton Fairgrounds for like $55 million. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that number seems kind of, I'm not really into like real estate and stuff, but mm-hmm. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So on <clears throat> Monday, August 14, 2023, on the Brockton City Council uh, FinCom Finance Committee meeting agenda was a, a proposal by the mayor of Brockton uh, where uh, the proposals for the city to acquire the fairgrounds for $55 million uh, through eminent domain. And when I read that description and listened to the way the topic was discussed, I, I had my concerns. My major concern is that uh, well, one, I think it's it's great if the city of Brockton can acquire the land, um, but it's important that we val- we acquire it at the right price because yeah. it's the residents are, are going to be paying the bill. And mm-hmm. the current plan is for the city to um, enter into a loan note agreement. Uh, so that's issuing a bonds, uh, which the city of, which will give the city of Brockton monies uh, immediately to make the purchase. But then the residents will have to finance this purchase in the long run, and it's going to take decades to pay off this debt. And uh, this will, will only increase the tax burden in Brockton for residents. Uh, so when you hear people complaining about housing costs going up, well, it's the tax bill that's increasing your housing costs. So the more debt the city gets into, the more housing costs will increase in Brockton in order to finance that debt. So that's why we should be very careful and thoughtful about what debt we enter into and that it's for the public good. And what's concerning about this current transaction is that um, there's there's a couple attributes that we should note. Uh, One is that as of August 14, 2023, uh, the the mayor's proposal is, and it's not to critique the mayor, but we're just looking at this transaction itself. Um, The mayor's proposal is to acquire through eminent domain and through a According to Massachusetts general law, the city then has to pay a premium, a premium over fair market value for the land. Then that premium is 125%. So what that means is that if the city is willing to pay $55 million to eminent domain, then I'm assuming the fair market value through whatever appraisal they got done was actually for $44 million because that's 55 million is 125% of 44 million. So are we paying $11 million over the fair market value? And then a second um, uh, point of, well, let's we'll actually, for, first let's address that eminent domain. Is it, uh, eminent domain the right way to describe this transaction? I think the answer is no. And it's because the owners of the fairgrounds have made a public, or at least the family that owns it, has made a public statement uh, through the local newspaper, the enterprise, as well as through social media, where they've explicitly stated that they're willing to sell the land. And mm-hmm. eminent domain is um, is is a uh, process that governments go through when they are taking land. Whenever the mm-hmm. owner doesn't want to sell, then the city or municipality then takes it, and through eminent domain. And so, um, so that's the first observation okay. about how this may not meet that 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 test. Um, but the next observation is that <clears throat> the through eminent domain, uh, 
the city is supposed to do that when it's for the public good. And right now, the city council nor the mayor has a real clear definition uh, or definitional purpose of, of how yeah. they want to use the land. Uh, everything yeah. is just a speculative discussion. And so, therefore, it's not clear that this acquiring this land is really for the public good or for a minority group of people, um, mm -hmm. meaning a group of people. And so since we don't have a clear understanding of how the land will be used, because the land is the sellers willing to sell it. And uh, a second observation regarding that point about um, the seller willing to sell it is that the head of planning in Brockton gave a statement on Monday, August 14th, where he stated that this land is on the market for sale. And so this suggested that this is a time sensitive transaction that the yeah. city shouldn't miss out on. And if it is available on the market for sale, well, then once again, this would not meet the imminent domain test right. because yeah. that means that we're not taking it. We're actually just trying to bid on something that's a, a market listed asset. So I think the first topic is that we need a city councilor or the mayor himself to step up and say, hey, the way we're defining this transaction right now is not appropriate, and actually we're potentially costing the Brockton taxpayer $11 million more than through Massachusetts general law we're required to because we're classifying it through eminent domain. Let's take that designation off, and let's look at what the fair market value assessment of this property is. Another important uh, topic regarding this is that a city council should really speak up and say to the mayor and the CFO and the city solicitors, did we acquire at least three appraisals to determine the valuation of this property? And that, you know, or are we relying on one appraisal? Because if we're relying ah. on one appraisal, well, that's a big concern. Mm -hmm. that, and so we need at least three appraisals. And there should be a city council uh, finance committee meeting where there's just a discussion about looking at those appraisals and doing a comparison about what are the common observations through these appraisals and what are what are differences are and how do we, you know, how would we assess the real valuation of this property? And the significance of doing that is that we we don't want to overpay. We want to pay at the fair value price. Okay. Okay. I see. All right. Back to those numbers, <laughs> like you are, right. you know, like yeah. you discussed with us last um time that you want to show. So this sounds like a really um, pressing issue right now. And, you know, I know the Brockton Fairgrounds has been a staple in the Brockton community for years where people come and from all over the state to come visit the fairgrounds, but the fair is no longer there. So, you know, I wonder what could be there, but we got to get it the right way. If we, you know, if it, it does end up being acquired, but $55 million, I was like, wait a minute, what cost $55 million in Brockton? You know, that was my question. I don't know all the numbers, but I just know that number stuck, you know, stood out to me. Um, so thank you for giving us some insight and clarity on that. Um, Jamal, can you tell us or give us an idea or some updates about your campaign and some of the things, some other things that are going on and that you're doing? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Well, I've got uh, well, a couple things. Um, I have an inventory full of lawn signs. So anybody out there listening, if you support my campaign or if you support Brockton and you want to raise greater awareness regarding my campaign, I got lawn signs and I need more locations to put them. So please reach out to me directly if you want lawn signs. If you want more than one, you're welcome to have more than one. Uh, we need to get the word out. 
So you can call me directly at 774-428-1525, or you can go to my website, votejamal.com. Uh, that's also a location to go to if anyone wants to make donations. We need all the donations we can get so we can raise greater awareness regarding the campaign and that this is an election year. So votejamal.com. Also, on Thursday, September 14th, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'll be hosting a campaign fundraiser at Ann's Palace, located at 277 Main Street in Brockton, Massachusetts. It's one of the most beautiful commercial properties in Brockton currently. Come out, hang out with us, uh, come with questions, come uh, to um, let's talk about Brockton. And also, I'll be serving food and we'll have entertainment. So, hopefully, oh, yeah. you'll enjoy yourself. Nice. Good. You had some good food last time. Some of the best food I've had at fundraisers. But um, this is all good stuff. Well, I want to ask you this is a follow up from our last segment. I know that you were um, working on cleaning up a corner in Brockton. Can you give us an update on that? Because that, that's a really big intersection. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I saw it for a while. So, absolutely. Yeah, so for everybody out there, I live in Ward 6 and um, at one of the corners of where I live or an extension of that at the intersection of Montello and Elliott Street, there's a street corner that used to be a commercial property. And uh, since, I guess, for almost over a decade now, it's been grown to become a, a bit of a derelict site uh, that attracts a lot of trash. And so I saw that corner and said, you know what? I'm going to go speak to that property owner and see if I can clean it up. I did and uh, cleaned it up as much as we possibly can. And it now looks like a very beautiful open commercial space. <laughs> and so I've decorated it with some of my campaign signage as well. And um, so the status is the site's cleaned up. It took me about maybe a week to get it done. And nice. um, it's something that I enjoy doing. So I, but also the process of doing that, I could see that, you know, I looked at, you know, what was a private party responsibility and what was a public city responsibility? And I could see that, you know, with the public city responsibility, it would include maintaining the sidewalks and the curbside. And yeah. whenever in the roadway you have grass growing, that's the city's responsibility. And one of the things you'll all observe in the city of Brockton, especially the summer of 2023, we got grass growing everywhere in Brockton that is not cut it's unkept and that is a city responsibility the city yeah. of Brockton should be going around cutting it and i am just shocked and surprised that we have elected officials that are not speaking up about this more vocally i feel that on a daily basis we should be having a dpw employee or employees that are going out identifying grass that needs to be cut because when i see grass growing in the middle of the roadway that's like two feet tall it shows <laughs> a significant level of neglect and it seems like something that's very easy to maintain but it's 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 not just the grass you also see you know the uneven curbside and then you see the derelict road conditions and so when you see it cumulative together it adds to the observation that brockton is a neglected and um, derelict looking city as it pertains to the infrastructure and it's a really bad first impression and I want to turn that around I want Brockton to have the best first impression yeah. and so um, cleaning up that site you know I got to really observe in detail just 
some of the concerns in Brockton that we need to address, some of the most obvious concerns, which is our roadways, our sidewalks, and the grass that is growing in the pavement that's owned by the city. Um, we've had a lot of rain here in Brockton, I will admit that. But the good, the good side to that is perhaps if we, if it wasn't neglected, perhaps we could have created some jobs um, or some summer jobs for some youth to kind of help clean up and, and yeah. take part being a part of their community and, and take pride in their community. You know? so that's well, it's, it's interesting that you brought that up because I actually spoke with a parent um, a couple of weeks ago who told me that she had gone to the city and said, hey, look, my son needs a summer job and he loves to cut grass. He would he'll go around and he'll cut all this grass. And she was advised, no, no, your son cannot. He's not approved to cut this grass. But the question is, who is? And really, that's going to be a city employee. And I really hold my elected officials the most accountable because they're the ones who set the tone and set the priority for government. And so I appreciate we employ over 400 people to work in city government, as well as another 400 between fire and police. So that's like 800 civil servants. Plus, then there's the school department. But the direction starts, the tone starts at the top with the mayor and our city council who are elected officials. That's right. The leadership starts from the top. So everything trickles down. Um, I, I, I remember when I was at a business meeting, we were getting credentialed. Um, and one of the creditors came in and, you know, there was some stuff we had to work on. And she said, it's not the staff. You got to work on your leadership and everything else will follow. So I think I've always remembered that and that's always stuck with me. So we have to have good leadership. And that's why, you know, I really want, you know, better leadership in our city. And that's why I really want better leadership in our city. And you've addressed the characteristics of, of better leadership. And again, and the reason why I followed up with you on that question about, did you do what you said you were going to do as far as the, beautifying mm -hmm. that street in that corner yeah and i don't really see too many people getting up on their sunday saying hey let's go clean up this corner right mm -hmm. but i wanted to you know i don't want to be biased in this but i want to i like to stick with facts did mm -hmm. you say did you do what you say you were going to do and you did. yeah that's right absolutely and one thing i want to highlight was the process of cleaning up that corner was one that included first of all we got a lot of encouragement when people would drive by everyone was like shocked like oh my god what are you doing there and so we got a lot of uh people honking their horns and support uh there's a business across the street the uh, brewster ambulance services and they would yeah. wave us on they were like so you could see they were so appreciative over yeah. it because they have been looked at the neglect for so long and they're like oh thank god somebody's cleaning that up so well, it really you know people want People, you know, I think people are under a lot of stress and pressures um, with life itself and all the things that are going on. So maybe they don't always have time to say, hey, um, you know, let's clean this up. But that doesn't mean it's not bothering them. It doesn't mean that if people are going through enough stress and depression and, and life circumstances that aren't the best, that coming outside and walking outside to a beautiful place can't make a big difference either. So, you know, that I think that right there it makes all the difference your environment can really make or break or change the quality of your life. And so just changing, doing something small like that made such a big impact for many people. You could walk out their house. I, can, I couldn't imagine living across the street from that and having to walk outside to that every day and be like, this is it, right? So, so at right, least, right. like you gave, just taking an initiative to, to do that, hopefully that will have a domino effect, right? For other folks yeah. to kind of pick up and, and do that. And again, that's part of what 
good leadership means, right? To not only say what you're going to do, but to actually show what you're going to do. And mm-hmm. so I really appreciate that, Jamal. Um, so thank you for sharing that and coming back to us for this quick check-in and follow-up. Um, so is there anything else you want to tell us about before um, this Saturday? I mean, Yeah, I mean, the only thing else I'd say is that um, for anyone out there who's, look, who's passionate about improving the city of Brockton, improving our first impression, our roadways, our sidewalks, our crosswalks, if you're interested in the improvement of our tax system to be more afford to make to assist housing and making it more affordable, or you're interested in increasing um, the quality of our public schools, please, um, if you want to represent it or represent your interests, reach out to me, Jamal Brathwaite. You can go to votejamal.com, or you can call mm-hmm. me directly seven seven four four two eight fifteen twenty five. You know, our community is a reflection of our residents, and so. If something's important, it's important that we make it a priority for our entire community. It shouldn't just be something that we wait for someone else to handle. Uh, one thing I want to highlight is that one day I was cutting or I was having some uh, grass cut near where I live. And one of my neighbors uh, said, oh, hey, Jamal, come, let's, you know, uh, let's, uh, I'm having a barbecue. You want to, you want to, you know, come hang out with us? And I was like, yeah, definitely. I'm just waiting to make sure this grass is cut first. And my neighbor was like, oh, don't worry about that. The city's going to handle that. I was like, no, the city ain't going to handle this, okay? And somebody's got to make sure it gets done. And he yeah. was like, all right, all right, we'll just come over when you're ready. But the moral <laughs> story is that, you know, and I and I love my neighbors 100%, but all too often people say, oh, it's somebody else's issue. Let, let someone else deal with it. But in the city of Brockton, the level of neglect and dereliction of our roadways is on the level where we all now got to step up and take right. ownership. And that's what I'm asking. You know, even if it's a, a minimum of just going and voting on September 19th and November 7th, do something versus yeah. nothing. That's thank right. you. Well, thank you again, Jamal. You, you dropped several dudes. You talk, talked to us about eminent domain. You talked to us about um, how to clean up a corner and, and what that looks like and what that what the process is like. You dropped several dues for us today and just the process um, of, you know, the election process and meeting your candidates and why, how, why that's really important right now. I mean, the time is now. This is a very important time. And also the infrastructure um, bill that you talked about that could bring more, city, more jobs to the city, um, which means good things for us. And you also talked about taxes, too. If, if, if um, Brockton does acquire the city of Brockton does acquire this Brockton fairgrounds land at that cost of $55 million, what that can do, what the impact would be for many of us residents who are already trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate all the knowledge and all the jewels that you dropped for us today. Can't wait to see what happens on Saturday. We're looking forward to it. And keep us updated with your campaign. Thanks a lot, Jamal. I will do. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to coming back and providing further updates. All right. Well, thank you. Bye. Bye.